Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a drill. From South Dakota, from Kansas City, the Red Kingdom. From probably mowing your front lawn. From the first ever Mickey Zizzy podcast interview, the local legend, Captain Jack Cochran. Welcome to the podcast, Jacko. Thank you. That was quite the intro. I hope I can live up to it. Yeah. Of course. I mean, you like I said in the intro, you were the first ever uh, interview we had on the podcast. And since then, we've just done two more seasons of the Mickey Zizzy podcast. But you, dude, the NFL. First off, like, how does it feel? I know it's a really broad question, but you're in the NFL. Like, we joked about, like, back in the day, like, ooh, NFL this, NFL that, and now you're living it. So just give me uh, some of the things right off the top of your mind. Yeah, you know, it is, like, there's a part of it that's, like, pretty surreal each time. Like, I definitely definitely always you know take a moment to just appreciate where I'm at but at the same time like you kind of get in it and you get rolling and like you get in that competitive mindset where it's like all right like I'm here but like I'm not here to like be bad so it's what can I do each day to like be as good as I can and, and make it as long as I can yeah I mean you helped force a fumble on Sunday night football like that was awesome how did that feel like just getting yeah. you're always the first guy to come high five them I mean you forced a fumble Jacko, like how awesome was that? Yeah, that was fun. Um, I, uh, I'm usually like pretty good at kind of like controlling my emotions like throughout the course of a game, but I was, yeah, uh, that was not, <laughs> not one of those moments. I was going pretty crazy. And then like having, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but having Tristan on the other sideline there too was that, that was just quite an experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you got it, I was turning around. I was like, yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, go. I'm freaking out around uh, yeah. my apartment watching. Yeah, super soaked. Every time kickoff or anytime special teams, I know I'm always looking for your number. Yeah. But, uh, you know, let's take it back a little bit. We are going to talk about Tristan. I'm repping his mm-hmm. hat today because, you know, uh, Ghost Dangs and which yeah. Ghost Dangs, they broke the street, too. So, I mean, Mount Vernon is just all that good is, vibes. And yeah, definitely. It's good. good time to be Mount Vernon. <laughs> good time to be, be a Stang. But, yeah. uh I want to hear your thoughts on your draft day. So draft day vibes. I was watching it that sixth and seventh round looking for your name. Cause I was looking at stuff. I'm like, he's going to get drafted. He's going to make it. He's going to make the preseason, the, you know, the practice squad roster. And then it didn't happen. And then later I checked the Twitter. I'm like, wait, he actually got signed. Wait to the Kansas city chiefs. who went to the super bowl two years ago, like won the super bowl a few years ago. What? So yeah. kind of walk us through your emotions during that day. Cause I could take, it's probably pretty like emotional. Yeah, it was uh really busy. I mean, obviously when you're a, kind of a late round projected guy, like there's so many like different factors that affect whether or not you get picked, uh, you know, like for whatever reason, one position group might go on a run of guys and, and another, and it's just making sure everything times out, um, you know, perfectly in order if you get picked. So I knew there was a chance I was going to get, picked on that that last round but at the same time wasn't sure so it was kind of just one of those things where you know you're on the phone with your agent talking about different options and and seeing what's going to happen but then when i'm not getting picked then it's a matter of like picking the right place where you think you could be successful so um definitely a mix of emotions of like yeah this is cool like i'm going to be in the nfl but pretty like stressful too at the same time (laughs) No, I bet. And if I may ask, I don't know contract rules and whatnot, but you say you can like pick your team, you know what I'm saying? Like pick from the other teams that yeah. offer you a deal. Can you mention some of those other teams that were in contact with you? I, I understand don't if you can. Yeah, I don't know. That might, that might give me trouble, but there we go. So we'll, we'll keep that disclosed. <laughs> yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll keep that under the rats. I'm not trying to get myself in trouble, but yeah, there's right. a handful. And then it's like, 
so the whole month before you're going on visits and, gotcha. and you're meeting coaches and you know you're, you're trying to get a sense for if it comes to this like what situation organization is going to be the best fit for me um so i think uh kansas i don't think i know kansas city was was the right spot for me and i think it's worked out well so far why so i mean what really drew you to like kansas city's the spot i mean it's kind of like choosing like the college of what re- really speaks yeah. out to you yeah uh there's a, a whole host of things so uh, my interview with coach daly and coach spagnola um i just got along really well with them and i could tell just from our meeting like they're the kind of people i wanted to be around and going off that i mean just you can see from the success we've had as an organization like the values within um you know the chief's whole organization and and the kind of things that they represent and stand for all things that spoke to me um so but a combination of those things uh just made it a, a pretty simple choice no <clears throat> that's awesome yeah i mean just getting the opportunity to talk to those people and tell them who you are and Jacko, talking about you, how has the NFL grind of a season been? Uh, we talked a little bit before this. We talked about the bye week, which you're on. Awesome. You get to see your family. Your family's amazing. Give a shout out to the Cochran's for me. Uh, they're always great people. Cochran's, yeah. Um, but how's the grind been? Like, walk me through a little bit of like the day to day, some things that are stressful, some things that are awesome, et cetera. Yeah. It's, you know, it's kind of, it's a whole host of a question. Uh, but there's, some benefits and there's some some like cons i would say not cons but things that are just different or require more time so you do get more free time in general i would say than most people realize um because you don't have class you're not doing college things so like literally you just do football so um consequently like the ones who are really successful at this level i think are the ones who manage that free time in a way that leads to success on the football field so um you know, Monday's your day off after a game, but most guys are going to go in and, and do stuff in the facility, whether it be recovery or, you know, things of that nature. And then that's when I start to get a head start on film study. And then Tuesday's kind of our intro day where we're going to have a lift and a quick run and then some meetings and a quick walkthrough. So that's a pretty short day too. And then Wednesday and Thursday are really our, our long days. That's going to be 10, 10, 12 hour day, depending on, on who you are. And then Friday's kind of another half day. We practice in the morning, have some meetings and get out of there. And Saturday's travel day. So man, it's, it's a quick week. Um, but it's one of those things where like, because it's a quick week, you got to make sure you maximize um, every moment you have to learn who you're playing against. Cause they're NFL teams. Like this is the best in the world. Like they're going to be challenging to learn in a week. So it's kind of taking advantage of that and, find in whatever film study schedule works best for you off the when you're not in the facility. No, I thank you for that. It's kind of cool just hearing the NFL schedule. Like yeah. we all think we know, but it's really cool just uh, for you to give us like the gist of kind of how the day to day is. So yeah. I really do thank you for that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, all right, you kind of got into that routine now knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dude, you've gotten like swole, swole. Like, what <laughs> workouts have you done to do that? We're gonna take a little sidetrack here, but like, how yeah. is Kansas City's like weight room? Like, I can't even imagine. Like, give me some of those things. Yeah, the facilities are awesome. I mean, our strength staff, um, Coach Ruben's been around. I don't even know forever, <laughs> but um, awesome guy. I really like our strength staff, and they're really accommodating because um, obviously in the NFL, different college, you got guys that are twenty two, twenty one, and you got guys that are. 37, 38. So everyone's got a little bit different needs. So they do a really good job of kind of tailoring your workout for uh, what you need. But I would say a lot of my strength development came from my college um, days. I mean, that was 
I think a key part of my development as a player was getting stronger, getting faster. And I think I owe a lot of that to my college strength staff at South Dakota. Well, they need a raise. They need a big time <laughs> boost uh, because it's working, whatever yeah. the water, whatever they're feeding you down there in South Dakota. So, yeah. Um, no, that's awesome. And you brought up, I remember talking with Tristan too, and he's like, yeah, the old guys, they aren't putting up the big weight. They aren't doing 450 by four for clean, right? And like Tristan's yeah. still on that, uh, you know, that age as well. Like, all right, I can still throw a little bit of weight. I still can improve instead of like maintain. And you just said it like these old 35 year olds don't need to be yeah. improving their strength. They need to maintain it. Yeah. It's like I said, it's pretty, it's a wide spectrum. Like, yeah. Depending on what position it is, like we got some O linemen and, you know, bigger guys that are still like tossing some serious weight around. But, um, so cool <laughs> yeah there's older guys like they're getting their work done and they're they're getting what they need to do but obviously it's just a different focus like if you're a guy who's been in the league for 15 years playing whatever position you don't need to be squatting 500 pounds <laughs> right and what, and what's really impressive about those guys too is in order to make it in, in the league that long you got to be so good with like keeping your body healthy so the things they're doing not facilities as far as like recovery and um you know like guys like getting massages and stuff like that and so yeah it's pretty impressive oh yeah i mean i we had great athletic staff uh you know uh student uh oh my goodness medical uh, medical assistants of the smas oh, yeah, there sure. and like we had an awesome which you know lauren um yeah. nightinger he was amazing and i can't even imagine like kansas city probably has like quadruple like tens more like people uh than like yeah. the, you know colleges had so i bet you they have the access there yeah, yeah, our our training staff's awesome. I mean, training staff. Yeah, awesome. Rick Burkholder is our head athletic trainer. Um, another guy that's just kind of been there, done that, been around the block for so long. Um, really helpful. Like, just want to see you be healthy and want to see you be successful. So it's definitely advantageous to have those people in your corner and and pick their brains, you know, from what they've seen and what they can help you with. And it's really cool. We've been talking about the staff a lot, Jacko, and. Talking about the whole NFL career, you were on the brink, like you were a practice player, right? Preseason, you got a lot of time, and then you got called up and you got signed to the active roster. Yeah. Can you kind of walk us through how that worked, if possible? You know, I just want to say, like, they came up, said, yep, you're traveling with us. Like, is it similar to college kind of yeah. aspect so, there? Yep, yep. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where um, it happens and, you know, you're on the phone with your agent and getting your situation figured out. And then it's a cool moment. Like you're on the 53, like you're going to play an NFL game, but like, then it's like, Oh man, like I'm going to play an NFL game. <laughs> I get myself ready. So um, thankfully I kind of have always taken the approach where it's like, even if I'm on the practice squad, even if I'm in, in college when I wasn't playing a lot, I'm going to prepare like I am going to play. So I didn't feel like I had to change my routine a lot, but it is like, there's a little different mindset knowing that you got to go out there and you got to do it on Sunday. So there was like a cool moment and then it's like, all right, like let's do that this. moment fades. It's like, oh, I'm actually going to play an NFL game. And then it's like, yeah. wait, I'm going to play in an NFL game. Let's get back to work. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> um, I can just imagine like that thought process for you. Yeah. Now, I mean, it all started from the get go. I mean, treating it when you started in high school, right? You're just preparing, preparing yourself. Then you got to college. You just mentioned how when you weren't playing, which didn't they pull your red shirt like your first year? Yeah, after I think it was maybe game six or seven. Yeah, first. but if you don't prepare like you're going to play, I don't think you get those opportunities. So yeah. it's really cool from you know your day one of doing football 
you've had that mindset. And like, that's why I try to tell these kids coaching. I'm like, you got to prepare like you're there. Cause you're one play away. I mean, you're yeah. one play away one injury, one snap, all that kind of jazz. And then for you just prepping like it, you know, they told you, all right, preseason, Oh, we'll keep on practice squad. And you keep balling out in practice squad. Like, all right, we need this due on dude on Sundays and to go run down and make amazing tackles on kickoff and get the people yeah. excited. Um, so that's really awesome though. I mean, just yeah. kudos to you. I think, uh, yeah, I think one interesting thing, I don't remember, I wish I could cite my sources, but I was listening to a podcast one time and it was a sports psychologist. He talked about like in sports, like when it comes down to it, like it takes what it takes to be successful. And like everyone deep down, like knows what that is and knows what it means. And obviously everyone's going to have different challenges as far as injuries and whatnot and individual circumstances, but deep down people know what it takes. And it's just like having that ability to truly like stay consistent to those things that it does take yeah a hundred percent like deep down we all know what it takes can yeah. you actually can you do, it? do it can you walk the walk so yeah uh i mean overall goals for the kansas city chiefs i mean i'm talking to a kansas city chief player this is <laughs> super but like what's the goals jack i mean what's your goals i asked tristan this you know the same thing what's your personal goals if you uh care to share like yeah what's gonna go on for your future here and you know next game this year etc yeah, I mean, I know you think the same thing, but I think football is the best game in the world. So as long as they'll keep letting me play it and, and pay me to do it, I think that's a pretty sweet gig. So I'm going to play this game as long as I can. But um, And obviously want to develop myself into someone who can, who can play in multiple phases and in that whole thing. But I've always kind of been like a pretty like micro like goal kind of guy because I think if you're like always thinking about like the end goal, like you, that's stressful. Like you'll drive yourself crazy. So I was just – focus on like what I can do each day um, to maximize whatever the opportunity is. So that's kind of where I try and keep my vision focused each day and, and just maximizing it for what it is. See, Jack, that, that is you. And just cause I grew up with you, like, I know that's you. And a lot of people do get lost in that big picture. It's, oh, I'm not there yet. But those small goals build their building blocks, right? You keep yeah. on, keep on going. And freshman year, did you think you were going to be, running down on Sundays, like your freshman walking into South Dakota. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things where like, it is your long-term goal, but it seems so far away mm -hmm. and so distant where, yeah. Like you just said, like, I thought like, that's what I wanted to do, but I knew that it was going to take a ton of work to do it. And yeah. like, it's not one of those things just like, Oh, I want to play in the NFL. Like, and it happens. No, like you got to take the steps to, to do what's necessary to get there. Yeah. That's, Totally right. I mean, obviously, that's the big goal. I remember talking to Tristan. We all kind of knew, like, Tristan might actually have a shot to do this. Yeah, a little different. Path. And now he's one of the best tackles in the NFL. What? Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. like yesterday. He's doing can openers off the high dive, making the biggest that's splash in Mount cool. Vernon. Getting, getting yelled at for splashing the lifeguards. <laughs> <laughs> See, and, like, it's just really cool. You know, we always had, like, those goals. Oh, you can probably make it, probably make it. And it's really cool to – you know, for myself to play with you too, because you two are awesome humans, awesome people, and you're awesome football players. And mm -hmm. for our team to have two NFL players is pretty cool. But with me saying that, how cool was it seeing Tristan across the sideline? Granted, oh, wearing a different jersey, but like, uh, how was it? It was like, honestly, that was such a cool moment. Like, we, uh, before the game, you know, you kind of go out for your early outs. We probably talked for like 15 minutes before the game, like just, you know, telling old war stories and stuff. And then after the game, like just seeing each other. And it's like, it was one of those things where like, it didn't feel like anything's changed. Like, I feel like I was still talking to Tristan 
after a high school football practice, but then you look around and you see the uniforms they're wearing and, and see the stage. It's just like, man, this is this is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, a little one and zero. It's kind of nice to be on to hold that. Oh, against honestly, them. we just won a huge game too. So oh, huge. <laughs> yeah. And um, he, and I. Oh, you go. Yeah, he was all like, so he just come off the field and he's like still breathing hard and sweating. We did a jersey swap and his jersey smells so bad. <laughs> It's all super sweaty. I mean, is that your first jersey swap? Is it? Yeah, yeah. I know. So, like, those are not free. So, those I, I'll be pretty strong <laughs> with who I do those with. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get. It. I mean, there's some dudes who do it like every week. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, those big time players, you know, have that luxury. But like, is that one going to be hung up in? Yeah, I have. A, so I have that one, and I have the jersey from my first game are the two that i've kept right now so that's uh, so cool and yeah, i'm tell, telling you the know, one I don't picture know with them. go ahead oh yeah you gotta hang them up you gotta yeah. them up. right now i just got them laying in my closet but down the road i'll find a little better <laughs> just so casual warren tristan worth nursing in your closet no big deal right. yeah. um no but that picture i'll tell you what i was looking for it the entire time I'm like if they don't do a jersey swap i'm going to drive down to tampa and to kansas city and yell at y'all because <laughs> like that's a perfect moment and then the next morning i saw it pop up i saw one of them tweet like from picnics to sunday nights or like from sunday football it's like that's so cool and yeah. like i want to put that i'm gonna do it with my cricket over there i want to put y'all's picture on a t-shirt and wear that every time i go to mount Vernon. like yeah these are dogs yeah <laughs> we talked about it before the game we we're actually we we're in a group text with it was me him and coach truett and we we're just it was just funny, like just talking about whatever nonsense. And there's like, okay, we gotta switch jerseys too. Let's do that. <laughs> Good. So I'm glad that was uh discussed, but I know it's super cool. I mean, that picture is super awesome. I mean, just coming from small town Iowa uh, there. Yeah. Um, which is just so cool. Talking about your career, talking about the NFL, Jack. Um, mm-hmm. anything else before we kind of shift into some other questions during this interview? Anything else about the NFL? I got a few other fun questions popping up. No, let's let's see what you got. Dude, okay. So a video popped up of you the other day oh, no. of <laughs> your lawn mowing career. Oh, no. Let's just take a look here. I mean, look at this is in the flesh. <laughs> it's in his blood. The B-roll footage. That's yeah, good stuff. <laughs> I mean that popped up and I'm yeah. like, oh my goodness. First off, the hair. Um, we'll talk about your hair in a little bit, but like, are you still does lawn mowing still in your blood? Like, yeah. talk to me about it. That doesn't go away. No, that's <laughs> I don't remember if that was a junior and senior year, but I would think it was Zach Krogman had said he had to make a video of like talented and not yep. burning. He's like said he was having trouble with like finding people or or whatever. So I was like, all right, I'll just say I'm super passionate about lawn mowing and we'll make a funny video about it. <laughs> I just can't escape it now. Exactly. It popped up and I had to rewatch. I'm like, no way. The hair was like a mini afro. You're like going around the trees. You're like, yeah, I followed my dad when he was little and just stuck. <laughs> When's the last time you mowed a lawn? Be honest. It's been ages. <laughs> Probably that video. <laughs> yeah. Our landlord mowed our lawn in college. So, I, it's, yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> I've been uh, my skills. So the lawn mowing career took a backseat. Are you officially retired or is it when you get older and um, you have kids one day, are you going to get a nice lawn mower or? It's been put on the shelf for now. I'm, I'm not calling it retirement, but 
We'll not hanging up, not hanging up the new balances for moving the lawn. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's awesome. And that's just like a little bit about you, you know what I'm saying? And like also the hair, dude, are you going to bring back the locks? Like that was an iconic look. <laughs> yeah. Is that going to make a comeback? It's been an evolution. I'll tell you what I, in high school, I was just always a little shaggy and then I got it nice and trimmed up. I think I got a buzz cut before I went to college and then you go to college, you know, and you got to like kind of pay for things on your own. And I was like, man, like, I don't want to pay to get my hair cut. <laughs> Bad. Three years later, I had just really long hair. And then I don't know if I'll bring it back. When I cut it, I was kind of just ready for something new. So I'm not ruling it out, but it's probably not likely. So up there next to the lawnmower is long hair as well. So it's not retired. The different phases of my life. <laughs> the evolution. I mean, that's the same thing, though, because my mom would always do my hair, right? Cut it, buzz it. I don't care. And then I got to college and she was always busy. I'm like, this kind of sucks. We'd go into the bathroom, Cornell yeah. College. Get my mullet. I had a different hairstyle every year, so yeah. I'm with you. The evolution yeah. of hair, you but like more, more wider range of hairstyles than I've had for sure. <laughs> exactly. I think we all have. I think that's like the college. Too. Like you change up your hair, like something crazy. You're gonna do it. Uh -huh. Yeah, and a bunch of people did. You know, we talked about you brought up the Krogmans. Like they yeah. had their long hair. They were the iconic for it. Chappie and yeah, there's a whole, whole yeah trad dog. Everyone, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, no, it's been, you know, so fun talking to you, talking about your career so far. I look forward to it because it's tough, though. I had to wear, like, the hat plus your shirt, and then, like, I'll go watch the Bucks game, all right? Throw on Tristan's jersey. Then, oh, here comes the Chiefs. Change. Changing to yours. Uh, my Christmas gift, which uh, the fiancé knows, is your jersey. So uh, it's coming in the mail. Um, but I'm like, here's an easy one for you. Go um, get it. And, like, I'll send her emails. You. We don't deserve you. They're you're too good a fan man oh of course i absolutely love it um but before i send you off on your byway hopefully everything's great the fam's all good mm -hmm. but i always end these with a more fun question now this question causes some debate all right all right when you go to a restaurant right do mm -hmm. you prefer that the food looks super nice and tastes okay or do you like going to like a hole in the wall restaurant the food looks like goop but the food tastes so good. I don't care what it looks like at all. If it tastes good, I'm good for it. <laughs> there was no thought in that answer. No, it came no, right away. Listen, I, the presentation, you could put it on a platter. You could put it on the table. If it tastes good, I'm eating it. I don't care. I'm so with you. I don't get how people can like get these like little plates of yeah. like food of like a leaf in a certain sauce. I'm like. Like all delicately placed. There's like time and place for that. Like that's a good mix up every now and then, but. You know, when it comes down to it, it's about how it tastes. And that's exactly, you know, I go to these restaurants and sometimes the tenderloin is like huge and it's two little buns. Like, of course, that doesn't look appetizing, but I'm like, oh, yeah, it tastes good. And smack, yep. Or like zombie burger where it's all like just coming out of the sides. You can't even pick it up and like you have to use yeah. a fork and you get it everywhere. Forgot about zombie burger. I haven't been there in forever. <laughs> we got to get one down there in Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, oh, the walking ched burger. The walking ched. That's what you have to go with. It's the one, yeah. There you go. So uh, Jack Cochran's zombie burger meal <laughs> is the walking Chad. <laughs> Heard it here first on the Mickey's Izzy podcast. Um, no, and I just going back to the whole restaurant thing, like we'd always bring it up because we go to restaurants like, wow, that like that looks good. I'm like, okay, but does it taste good? And it was a debate we had at the dinner table one time. So yeah, I'm totally with you. Conversation like I'm doesn't doesn't matter how it looks. It's what's on the inside. 
it's what's on the inside, yeah. just like the people we talk to, right? Exactly. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, Jacko, you've been an absolute, you know, inspiration to a lot of kids, especially at Mount Vernon, um, to really making it and maybe not being a Super Bowl champion, right? But like it's still amazing reaching your goals, having so many people cheer you on, and it's absolutely amazing for you. Um, like I said, I'm one of the biggest fans every Sunday, look forward to it. That's what I told one of my buddies. I'm like, I'm a bears fan. Then it's the bucks and the chiefs tied for second. Like, boom, I watch him. And well, take it. he's a huge chiefs fan. He's like, you're a chiefs fan now. I'm like, well, wherever Jack Cochran goes, that's my dude. So right now I'm will overtake that top spot too. That's what, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> We're getting there. Yeah, right, um, yeah. No, absolutely amazing interview. Thank you so much for giving us the day-to-day of an NFL athlete. I mean, we watch it, we talk it, we do all our things, but is there any other questions or remarks that you have before we sign off here? No, man, it's been good catching up with you. I should do this more. So um, I hope everything's going well back in Eastern Iowa. It's uh, good catching up with you. Yeah, of course. It's always great catching up with you. I know I send you texts here and there, but definitely when the season's over, when you get a little bit more free time, come on down. We'll have to all link up together and kind of celebrate your first year in the NFL. But for sure, you have I'm nothing gonna... else. Um, correct? Nothing else? Mm, man, I wish I had something more, but I think we covered it. Thanks, man. No, uh, thank you so much. Go get them this week. What? Yeah, you're on your bye week. Who do you got after the bye week? Uh, Titans and then, yep, Titans, Jaguars are next to you after the bye. Titans and Jaguars. Go book it. Go check out the Red Kingdom, Kansas City Chiefs. Go check out uh, Jack Cochran on Sundays. Uh, this is the Mickey City Podcast brought to you by Pinnacle Supplementation. Go reach your pinnacle. And this is the Jack O. Cochran, Captain Jack, signing off. Thanks, y'all. Peace. Yeah. Thanks, Mick.